Folks, thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. Take a seat on my big orange couch. Grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. And uh, sit back on that big orange couch. Today, this will be the last time I touch on anything current events. Because like I told you the last time, kind of bores me. A lot of people are saying this is new. There's only a few things new. going to be very honest with you. On what you're seeing happening today. Um, one of the major things that you're seeing. That you may consider new. Is. You're not used to having the mask. Ripped off the media's face. The media. Is fully in bed. With. Uh, what's going on in our nation state. Now. I'm going to go back. It'll take me about 15. 20 maybe 30 minutes. To get to this point, but I'm going to take you all the way back to a different country, something very close to what we're experiencing now. And I think it's out of fear. I think it's out of uh, not knowing what to do within our own government that this is happening. And and I'm being very honest with you. Um, what what's happened is. We've never been in a spot where we've been struck, but it was done silently. And I'm talking about the Wuhan flu. Now, we all know it's not a flu. We know it's a virus. We're not going to play games here. But for the most part, most people that have been affected by it, if they haven't been old, and what I mean by old, I'm 52, um, it's not a death sentence. It's definitely not, not a death sentence for kids. And I believe that our president actually got bad info, uh, bad advice to shut down the world's leading economy. There's an old adage. If the United States catches a cold, the world catches the flu. Well, like I said the last time, um, I alluded to it. The Chinese, we had delivered them basically our economy on a silver platter. We had decided we were going to go on a service-based economy. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be no disagreement with Angel or anybody else out there on this. And all of a sudden, a wild card gets elected. And that would be the man, Donald John Trump, as our president, our 45th president. And I think that was a good thing. But see, they'd already set the game up. Hillary was going to hand the country over on a silver platter. And the leftist, as I covered in the last show, I'm not going to recover it again, have been set up to take this country for quite a while through academia, uh, through the media, and through um, our politics. And that's both left and right. So don't think I'm picking on one and not on the other. What I do find disturbing, though, is the divide. They decided they had to ring this division bell. And so they had to ring it along racial divide. Now, I happen to know about some of this stuff 
and seen it from the inside on different uh, different ways of looking at it. But, you know, you started seeing this about 20, it got really hard around 2014, 2015, where uh, one side was demanding, that you know, making up names, you know, saying there's 72 different sexes. Um, just nonsense that I'm sure all of us can agree on. Um, you started hearing it. This is worth worse than the uh, Catholic and Christian divide in the, you know, uh, Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland and the UK. So there was a major divide and it was being pushed and the narratives are being driven uh, from Angel's last guest, he's very correct. They have been very strongly controlling the narrative within the media. And it's because they do not like our 45th president. <clears throat> you know, you might think that maybe the media, uh, they're jealous that we have 45 and they don't. That's sort of a joke. Instead of a 9mm or 45, it's a little pistol joke. Some of you are hip to the 9mm 45 debate. Well, understand what I'm talking about. The point is, he comes in and he pushes back because they also wanted to control our speech. A matter of fact, they didn't want to allow any speech they didn't like. If they didn't like the speech, you weren't talking about it. They'd shut you down. As I covered in the last show, disintegration. Um. Uh, that's basically what you hear now called deplatforming. I don't like what you say. Shut up. And if you don't shut up, I'm going to take everything from you. Luckily, myself and probably Angel, and I'm sure there's others, there's not really anything you can take. You know, we own our homes. Everything's fine. Uh, you can't take something that somebody doesn't have to work for because in the end, my house note, is my tax for the city and county where I live. And that's just the tax on it. And trust me, it's not that it's not that big. I could make it if I wanted to working at McDonald's. The funny part is is that most people aren't in that pickle. And the saddest part is the people in academia don't give a shit about their own students. Because their students have, and I went to college too, except I paid as I went. Every bit of coursework I took, I paid as I went. It may have taken me five years to get my undergrad, but I paid as I went. But instead, you have people getting their degrees and taking out these massive student loans and not working while they're doing it. And you can roll up your cost of living as a student in those loans. So they learn how to live within that type of budget. They don't count that the government, since it took over the loans, that's the one thing you can't declare bankruptcy on. You can't wash that debt away. But they, during their indoctrination, they believe the government's going to be the cause of, well, first it's the cause of their pain, but they don't realize that. They think it's the banks. And secondly, uh, they think the government can solve it. Well, yeah, the government can always solve it because they control the loans. The government could give a 
tax amnesty tomorrow. They could have done it under Obama for eight years, but we've already been in debt. We've raided Social Security. We've taken away so much that our people have put in over the years. Now, Social Security, unlike my grandparents and my parents, and I'm sure Angel can verify from his parents if he wants to. It's up to him. Anytime he wants to jump in, he could always verify anything or disagree. They used to think Social Security was in a lockbox, as Al Gore used to say. Nobody can touch it. It's in a lockbox. It's sacrosanct. That money you put in is money you're getting out. I remember the no. uh, the old skits with with Al Gore, and they're like the lockbox. That they used to run that on SNL all the time back in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. And yeah. and the funny part is, uh, a lot of the young people didn't. They weren't hip to what that meant. They were taking that money out and putting it on social programs, putting it in the military, putting it wherever they wanted to. They were robbing from it. And it's a Ponzi scheme. If you or I or Angel, any of us that are listening to PSN radio were to do this, we would go to prison, taking people's money, saying they're going to get this much back, uh, that much back, and all of a sudden, we've been spending it. We've just been using these people. Well, that's pretty much what the government has done. And this goes back to when Social Security started under FDR. So this is not new. Back then, they, they saw that for every 10 people who were working, you had one old person that had to be taken care of, but then the life expectancy lasted longer. Back then, life expectancy, expectancy when I first started paying the Social Security at 17, well, I was actually 14 when I was working at KFC, uh, was 55. That's in the early 80s. You know, most people would die at 55. You could retire at 55, but roughly around that area, you're going to croak out. Well, now we're in the 70s and 80s. They're talking about the 50s as the new middle age. That may or may not be true. And uh, so getting back to the, the point of anger for these folks, these young folks, here's what they're not seeing is the reality that this you can say the banks have caused it, and yes, they have. They've been in bed with the government. You're not going to hear me doubt or cry foul or say that's BS uh, because that's a means to control government. And what I mean by that is there are many countries, and this goes back all the way to pre, uh, before we even had a Federal Reserve banking system, there was all these, always the International Bank of Finance, and that was the way nation states would settle their debts with each other, except for going to war. That was a normal way of doing business, folks. It's not new. This stuff's not new at all. And so, during this time, they figured out. Well, we can control it, and this goes back further than that, but I'm just taking you to this level of it. So now that they got the kids on the hook, 100, 
hundred K plus in debt by the time they're twenty two if they get out after four years and they graduated at eighteen. And their parents aren't rich. Or they weren't able to pay as they went and decided to take a four year program and extend it out to ten while they were working or five or six or seven, you know, just pay as they went. And they just live that way and instead of taking a full 10 or 11 classes or eight or six, whatever they're doing for their undergrad. Um, and they're getting useless degrees too. anything with studies in it. Uh, it's pretty much useless unless you get into HR, uh, human resources, hiring and firing for a corporation or, you know, uh, giving corporate cram down, talking about diversity or whatever. Anyway, so this is just the facts. And there used to be an old American attitude that we have. We didn't give a shit or a fuck about your opinion. That was our attitude. In the end, we all die one day. And while you're living, you should do it live on both feet. Now, this theater, street theater is what I want to call it. And you're seeing this in the Northwest, mostly. They've tried to push it into Nashville and a few other places, but the nonsense is only being allowed in a few places. And you see some trends. And I know during the last show, they were elucidating many people who've been killed by the police. It happens. Guess what? You know, if the police stop you for doing something, whether they're right or they're wrong, um, the fact is they have you under control. And then there's something a lot of police call the attitude test. If you fail that, you know, it can make an, a thing where they just are like, okay, why were you jaywalking? And that's a bullshit charge. You and I can all agree on this. But if you're, and that means you could be walking in the middle of the road, crossing at a diagonal on the road, just doing something that like that. Well, it's old from the horse and buggy days. You know, you get hit by a horse and buggy. Um, but it stayed on along with our traffic laws. You can say it's antiquated, but it's still on the books and it's used every day. And it's usually just a ticket. So instead of just talking to him, why are you walking in the middle of the road? You know, because during the whole time, the officer's trained as to looking at your demeanor, you know, seeing if you're being furtive, like you're hiding something, uh, different things that will either pre-assault indicators or indicators of, you know, deception. And instead of just answering the questions, you know, some people want to push back white, brown, yellow, or black. It matters not. Some people will always do it. Some people just look guilty. We've all went to the uh, school with somebody and uh, or worked with somebody that looked like they were guilty when they wasn't doing shit. And there ain't nobody on this listening to my voice right now that could disagree with that. We've all met them. We've all seen them and we've all talked with them. And it's funny as hell. It'd be like, dude, what's up? Nothing. 
man, but it looks like he's up to something or her. Uh, it could be all bullshit, but they just have that kind of look or attitude. And, you know, they're human beings. In the end, police are human beings. And that's the fallible part of this equation. And also other people's opinions and thought processes are a part of that, too. So because of these events, now we have this foolishness. And this is just compounding it. I mean, you have one guy um, in Atlanta, and, and because of the Floyd thing, there's two officers getting their ass beat by this dude in Atlanta. And we can all say, whoop, whoop. Oh, oh, yeah, that's fucking cool. But he takes the taser off the officer. Once he does that, even though it's a less than lethal weapon, it can be lethal. That's why it's called less than. It doesn't say non-lethal. There's nothing non-lethal that any cop or soldier carries. It's lethal. And he's already shown a propensity of violence towards the police. And as dude's running, he turns around, decides he's going to take aim and fire. Now, once he turned around and, and just swung it out, at that point, that cop's fully justified to pull the trigger on him. He didn't, but the guy fired at him. Then he did, dropped three rounds in him. And for that, they burned down a Wendy's. Wendy's, is, uh, Wendy's Incorporated, I believe, donated 500K to BLM. And yet that's the parking lot where it all started out at, so they burn it down and then go out in the highway and stop traffic. Now you have truck drivers saying these nations, well, nation, quote unquote, states, the new fake nation states, or the, or the states and cities with which uh, these people, and when I say these people, I mean communist whites, and honestly, there is where they have their new little country, Chaz. Uh, two members of BLM, black ladies, both of them get up there and they start talking about how BLM is hijacked, has been hijacked by the communist and they get booed off the stage for spitting truth. You can find that out there. Now that that's kind of shocking because now you're saying black lives matter, but only if you agree with me, see how they're starting to eat their own. This is not uncommon. The other thing that you see is in Chaz, they don't know how to farm. Obviously, putting potted plants out with potting soil underneath it while the grass is still there and they haven't sown any seeds. Uh, that shit ain't really going to grow and feed anybody. So there, it's a lot of LARPing, live action role playing for the older people, not as hip as my 52-year-old ass. Um, when you're looking at this, and then you also see signs of, I believe the dude calls himself Raz. He's the warlord there. That's what he self-appointed himself as. open Chaz. Raz. There you go, baby. Raz and Chaz. And uh, you see him appointing himself because of the power vacuum. As their police, you know, we the police now, and you have some kid that gets accused of stealing something, 
and a bunch of people will come around with baseball bats. What'd you do? What'd you do? Okay, so now this is all coming back to bite them in the ass. And the left, I rang the bell heavy in 2014 and 15 and told the left, you need to watch the communist because once they take it over, this is not Mar your daddy and mommy's Marxism. This is not Leninism. This is not even Stalinism. You're looking at Maoism. Ultimate authority is delivered through a barrel of a gun. That's what you're looking at. Most police agencies and even federal agencies because all these little things have had cover from the media. Remember, they were the anti-fascists. They're friendly people. And yet they're always the ones who start the violence and have been. But usually they were smart enough to do it where there were people that were affiliated with some groups or thought to be affiliated with some groups that they could justifiably have some cover. Well, as I said back then, when everybody's a Nazi, then nobody is. And is that really where our society wants to be? where words don't mean anything. Well, obviously it is. If we're accepting, and this is from, uh, um, this is from the last guest where he was talking. I, I don't want to screw up his phraseology, but probably will. My apologies to you, Angel, and to your last guest if I don't get it quite right, but you guys hit on something that was perfect because it was dovetailing right into the point. When that happens... You now have people controlling speech and they're eliciting and being justified and feeling justified through the interwebs, through social media, to doing it to everybody. So there's no real controls on it. And so not only is everybody a Nazi, but nonsense of losing speech and 72 different sexes. All of that feeds into a loss of normalcy. And so there is no normalcy bias. People can say there's normalcy bias. Well, that's what you used to believe. Well, yeah, you could think about it that way. But in all honesty, if somebody's rational, they realize that's the way it should be. But this is the way the morons are now believing. So we've made an uneducated class of people on purpose through academia. And these people have paid and their parents have paid. We're not talking about the rich. We're not talking about the poor. The poor get grants. We're talking about the middle class. And when you start screwing up the middle class, that's where you have your most of your workers, the most of small businesses, as you and your last guest were talking about, Angel. And with them going defunct, you guys hit on that in a way. Uh I'll give you an example, and there'll be some sound effects for it, and a gentleman's even talking about it, and you can see that it even happened there, and I'm going to go into what happened in this country, and a lot of people forget that they, it was a first world nation. It was a first world nation down in South America. Not only did the Germans go there to hide and take all their loot with them, uh, Microsoft had one of its buildings and headquarters down there in South America. And 
they had their own in their own air force. They had their own aircraft design, designers like Horton. They had a uh, Dietain, which was a French aircraft designer, and they had like Delta wing jets before even the U.S. did. So with that being said, I'll have to listen to it, but uh, I want to try to tell you as it goes on what's happening. And uh, this is 19, 20 December of 2001, folks, so it was closer than you think, where um, Argentina collapsed economically and politically. And it happened within two days. On the 19th to 20th, you had, in December of 2001, you had the Argentinian collapse. And it was economically, politically. And they had lost all of their middle class. But see, that was done by design. Because it was being fomented by communists, too. Because before then, Argentina was being headed by a strong man, Perón. And then you had Evita Perón, too. You had a bunch of different lines down there that were keeping certain countries stable. Well, the stability left. And they had thriving small business. You remember, uh, the middle class could be a millionaire. You know, somebody that owns a couple million dollars worth of product, but has not sold it. So on his books, he's a millionaire. But in reality, is he really? Nah, he's not. He's making a living for his family. Just like you do. Just like I do. Just like Angel does. Or his father. Just like the gentleman that was on before me. So everybody's doing the same thing. And then you have your poor, which are always going to be helping to be taken care of. But then the system gets overwhelmed. That's part of the system of collapsing a nation state. They overload the system by making too many poor. And they foment class warfare. Notice this is all becoming about class. Uh, your major companies, they're just folding up. Uh, the businesses that got looted, they'll never rebuild back down there again. Target, Walmart, those major companies, they're gone for those neighborhoods forever. But those small mom and pops that everybody looted and burned, oh, insurance will cover that. Yeah, insurance will fix the building. And that's who that person pays the rent to for that building. Not necessarily the guy who owns that building. That, it, that is working in that building is not necessarily the guy who owns that building. So if it's a black-owned business, they found this out in California. That's why when California went and rioted, they went to the suburbs. They didn't go to their own neighborhoods. They learned after Rodney King. And all those business went away because the one thing you can't insure is the stuff you have on hand, your stock, what you're selling what you're producing. So everything you lose in that is gone. You'll never get it back. And that'll destroy your middle class. And this was targeted. It happened very quickly through every city. Every city in our nation was touched by it in a manner of speaking. So with that, 
during the 19th and 20th, 38 people, they say, were murdered. Well, no, they were riotous people. Most of those people during that time in Argentina were the people who were fomenting this. They did the same kind of little word games in Chile when Chile had its problems. And these are political activists, but they're on a, on a manner of speaking of destabilizing a nation state. And so it's debatable to say if they're murdered, but if you're plotting to, I don't care what country, including ours, if you're plotting to destabilize this nation, you're not really harmless. You're in a, a conspiracy to destroy America. And that's an insurrection. And that's illegal globally. That's even listed in the uh, laws of land warfare. It's what's called an, an unarmed belligerent. You don't have to be armed. You don't even have to be affiliated with anything. But you're still a belligerent. That means you're an actor in the, in the case of this combat or this war zone or this toppling, whatever, you, however you want to call it. So there's no real UN or even Geneva protections for that person. It's no, no more than a mercenary has any protections. So see folks, this is nebulous terms when they say 38 people were murdered and then 56 or 58, I think in Chile. Anyways, but the one thing they did do is both of those nation states, well, Chile survived it. Argentina didn't. And I do believe the guy's name was Dujado, Hada. I, I, I suck at speaking Spanish. So if Angel wants to correct me, he can. Anyways, he, he was basically pushed out of office. And he, and he took off. And then the second part of what you heard, there's a little bit of Spanish speaking. And what he's talking about is how this guy's speaking in Spanish. And he's talking about how um, they were, the middle class is gone. They're now dirt poor too. And when you get the link in the description and you watch it, it's 33 minutes long. And it would be boring for me to play the entire thing for you. But the culmination of it you can find on, I, I believe it's called the uh, survival, survivalguide.com or something. It's James Wesley Rawls who runs it. But it's on the Argentinian collapse. And there's a gentleman from Argentina that talks about his experience there. And it's the same thing I used to say with people when I would be talking about you know, refugees, because one of the jobs of a military policeman is refugee control, RC. So you're controlling refugees so they don't get in the flow of combat or whatever's happening. It's just a, a little portion of a military policeman's work. And so what you have is the life of a refugee is short, brutish, and hard. So these people who are doing this now, they're advertising for security between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. because it's become lawless in the Chaz with the Raz. 
See, they're getting everything they want. Although it's not the students and the people involved in it, it's the people who are doing it, promoting it. This is all creating a, a sense that your your big government can't help you. And you're having police, because of this nonsense, resign in mass in a lot of departments, folks. And these are people that have been trained in doing their jobs for years, probably not done anything wrong. But they're like, why am I going to keep putting up with this shit? I'm not. Over something that one man does, and the whole nation rallied around George Floyd. It, it, no matter what he did in his past, everybody saw what happened when the man got his neck knelt on. And not American that I know said that was a cool thing, a good thing. You know, because if it happens to one person, you know, e pluribus unum, out of many one, that's the one time that really could have worked out, but instead it got hijacked. And it became a movement that nobody really is controlling. This is where the danger comes in. When the police quit doing their jobs, then just like the gentleman in Argentina said, it came down to the people. And Argentina had guns. Their citizenry did. They had the equivalent to our Second Amendment. Now, this is where murders happen. Because, see, you can control what the police do when you have a functional government. See, none of you probably in the sound of my voice have lived in a nation state that's failed and collapsed. Unless you've served over in the Balkans. And what's happening now is we're being balkanized. Just There's a reason why they called that because the Balkans region never got along until Tito and it was a strong arm dictatorship that kept them in order and um, the Balkans became Yugoslavia under him once that dissolved it balkanized again hence the term words mean things so they're balkanizing us into groups this is not what Americans have ever done in mass. And the thing is, if you start allowing the people to exert um, justice, then the court systems will fail. Then people will be getting murdered. Because I used to have a saying, and it still holds true today, from everybody I know that still does it, you have about six months. When a country collapses, you can walk around freely as a foreigner for about six months, not even really worry about your shit. And it's because everybody else is killing everybody else in retribution killings. You said something about my mother. You didn't like my father. You did something to my kid. Your, your boy did your daughter did something to him. And we're just going to wipe out your old family. That's the kind of shit that happens in these failed nation States folks. So this is a stew pot, and I believe that, and well, you, I believe you'll find this out soon, the nation states that are doing this, but uh, you'll find out that China has a hand in this, and a couple countries that most people don't even think about, because this, and it's not Russia is having a hard enough time with their own country right now, and it was never Russia. 
and definitely wasn't the Ukraine because Ukraine had their own little civil war recently. So you got to look at the people that have the money to play this game. And you have actors outside Soros. Uh, they're finding links to Tom Steyer. You also have uh, CEOs. I think I may have touched on this on the last show. If not, I better hit it now. I don't think maybe I did. But uh, former big tech CEOs, Eric Schmidt, former Google CEO. I think you guys remember his name, right? Look up at his ties to his family. Reed Hoffman, he founded LinkedIn. Duskin Mouskovitz, I suck at pronouncing those kind of names too. It's like a Russian sounding name. So sorry about if I mispronounced it. Uh, Co-founder of Facebook. And then Maureen Powell Jobs. Oh, that last name might sound familiar to you because it's the wife of Steve Jobs. They've already been strategically linked to support Biden. And it's not just George Soros, but Alexander Soros. You know, er everybody knows about George Soros' open society. We have a direct connection with Alexander Soros with the trends of society. That's his organization. And so all of this money is going into pots. So when people say, why are these bricks showing up? Why is this gasoline dump showing up right here? Why are these bottles and cans and all this other little strategically located stuff showing up the day before something happens or the night before usually? Well, there's a little thing called a clue closet. Reach in there and grab a clue because you just got one. And it's all because they all want to be, they know Biden's a puppet. They all want to be one of the strings on the puppet's control to make him dance and wiggle and, and play around. Because Biden's not mentally his own person now. It actually makes me feel sorry that the Democrats are making him run. And I don't even like talking bad about the gentleman because it, it really saddens me. The Democrats have done this to him and they've done this to him. Nobody else did. So now that we've talked about Argentina, now that we've talked about, and I've showed you a little bit of that and you guys can look that up and you can also look up James Wesley Rawl and it's called the survival blog, survival blog. It's not the survival guide. So now you can look that up. You have a link to the Argentinian where you can see the actual collapse before and after or during. Um, and it's done by Journeyman Films, that little clip, that snippet. And you can see that there's some reality based in this. Do some more research. See how the Bolshevik Revolution happened. And it's a consistent trend as to how this shit happens. And it's never happenstance. And, you know, you'll hear every conspiracy theory to Bilderbergers, you know, this, that, and the other. Well, they're, they're all kind of, you know, linked into some of it. But in the end, it's always been communist. And before it was communist, they were called Jacobins. And that was in 1492 to 1494. 
And here's the thing these morons don't understand. Every time this has happened, it's led to, guess how, the reason why the French Revolution stopped in 1494. There's a certain small corporal by the name of Napoleon Bonaparte who took over France. This is cyclical. And you can, you can damn set your watch to what's going on. And it's because the left and the right have kept their mouth shut about this nonsense and been complicit in it by their silence. And the American left, their hatred for George, for George Bush first, not George H.W., but George W. Bush. Remember, he was supposed to be a king and a, and a fascist. And then Obama exacerbating and balkanizing the United States. Clinton was the first one. The first black president, remember, was Clinton. <laughs> That's a joke, too. But Obama really balkanized us. And then come in the communist because Hildebeest didn't get in. Don't think the reason she wears those little mal-looking suits is coincidence. She's signaling to the world that she's a Maoist. Everybody else understands what we don't. The, the way somebody dresses publicly, they're sign sending signals. That's, there's reasons why when a president goes over to India, they may wear the Nehru collar shirt out in public. I believe uh, both Clinton and Obama did that. You didn't see Trump do that. He went out there with a, a tie and a nice Trump suit. And him and Melania looked normal. But I think even George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush did that too in India. Or maybe it was uh, Pakistan. One of those two nations, I know they, they both went, they all, four of them went there to those different nations. And that they all did the same thing. They try to look the part in the culture. But when you're doing it in your own home nation, there's a reason you're doing that. You're saying, I'm okay with you. You know, you're going to be okay. And there's a reason why Obama communicated to Medvedev and said, tell Vlad I'll have more latitude after this next election. See, none of this is accidental. And I'm giving you logic and reason to show you that this, you can be of the conspiracy mind. I enjoy conspiracy too. But you also have to remember within our own nation state, we now know the, the press lies. But a certain portion of it has suspended, willingly suspended their disbelief. When they believe the press lied too. But they don't now. Uh, that was sort of a common thing. Even Mark Twain said the press lies. You know? So... It's American to believe that the press lies because we all know they do. And it's fun to go down conspiratorial rabbit holes. But the real conspiracy lies within the deep state. And we have the evidence all day long from Flynn to Russia, fake Russia, the Flynn. You have all this coming up and it's all coming out. But it doesn't matter to some people. Because some people hate Trump so bad, and it doesn't matter why. Some of them, some friends of mine, uh, a great friend of mine who I treasure his friendship, 
he, he told me one time that Trump, his company did something very specific to his business and he despised him for that. So he'll never believe anything positive about Trump. And I get that. And that's fair play. But he at least has a reason. Most people can't even articulate a fact as to why they dislike President Trump, except he's a Nazi. He's a fascist. Well, so far, Trump's had a lot of power thrown at him, and he's not used much of it. And he very well could, especially now. And that's just something to chew on. Now, I would like to, I know it's getting close to the next show. But Angel, if you get a couple two cents in, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And you tell me if you think I'm off the mark. No, I think you, you nailed it pretty much on the head. Um, I don't think he's a Nazi either. But uh, it's funny when you see the the way the world went upside down. And uh, look, nobody deserves uh, what George uh, Floyd got. But again, it's not something that we should riot or loot or, or go bananas over. Uh, the guy was a criminal and a career criminal. And uh, the, this wasn't a good dude. But what the left has been doing is they used that to catapult and escalate what, uh, you know, the, the fuel of, the, of what's going on, you know, what's been going on in this country for a long time. And they fueled a, a, a fire. And uh, they've been doing that slowly and slowly. I mean, look, race relations in this country is not as bad as the media makes it out to be. You know, to be. And uh, I'm a Latino, right. and I deal with everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. So, uh, you know, cars, and I deal with everybody. And, uh, you know, the only race that matters? The green. If you have money, doesn't matter what your race yep. is. That's it. That's all that matters. That's right. And, uh, the, you know, That's the green is above white, black, Asian, Latino. If you got money, you're going to be in there. It doesn't matter who you are or what part of the world you're from. Now, the the thing is, and this is something people completely miss the mark on, when they try to make this uh, white and black issue, all this is uh, misinformation by the media, by the TV, yep. uh, because there's, like you said, bigger players at play that are pulling the strings. And Trump is like the, the the monkey wrench in their you know, world gob, um, domination scheme, which is what's really happening here. Uh, and a lot of people, whether you know you believe this or not, deserve to be in prison, like the mayor in Seattle. That what she's doing is treasonous to the country. Oh so yeah, I, oh yeah, I don't it's know, definitely. I, I, I mean, forget about like a lot of other things. Uh, when this is all said and done, there's a lot of people that need to go to prison for treason. And the funny thing is, the same people that are marching for a lot of, and I've seen a lot of videos uh, talking about this, a lot of the uh, Black Lives Matters uh, people uh, have been coming out with videos uh, pointing out that, listen, not all this stuff is us. And they've even gone directly at some of the Antifa members that are tagging up Black Lives Matter and are looting and rioting. And they, there's some video of them actually going directly where they're um, tagging up BLM and, and all that stuff. And one of the uh, the buildings they're destroying. 
and there was two white kids, and they were dressed in Antifa outfits. And the person recording the video saying, "You see, they're not part of what we're trying to do. We're trying to have a peaceful, uh, you know, protest, and they're the ones coming out here and doing all this junk. They're the ones that are, are behind all this." So when you talk about who are laying the bricks down, it's Antifa, it's the uh, yep. the globalists, it's the Obama, Clinton, Soros, it's the left, it's, you know, we were talking about this on my show previously, it's the people that are connected to the yep. Epstein suicide, which I don't I don't subscribe to that he, was, that he committed suicide either. I'm 50-50 whether he's alive or not. He could very well be alive because he was a billionaire. And when you're that kind of rich and that kind of powerful, guess what? You could hide yourself and you could become invisible. Not only that, since his death, millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars have been moved from his bank account to other accounts. How is that possible when the guy's dead? Well, it's his brother has control of it, they say, but his brother can move that money wherever. And if right. he is alive, which I don't think so, I think he got Arkansided. But uh, that's just because he can't, he, for somebody to find him in Bimini or to find him in Indonesia or somewhere down in South America and talk with him and get pictures of him, that would undo everything. Uh, but yeah, the Trends of Society, Alexander uh, Soros. He's fully neck deep in the dropping with Antifa of the bricks and funding them. Same with Styers, Tom Styers. Uh, he's funding them in the background. Uh, uh, Veritas did a show on it, and I know the one video you're talking about that was hilarious. They weren't even in Antifa clothes. It was two white girls looked to be middle age or not middle age, but uh, college age. And uh, they were all dressed all and, black, and, and they had the hoodies yeah. on and like masks. And I mean, that's yeah, Antifa just, gear, right? It's basically what it is. They just don't have the logo. No, on no, 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 no. They they didn't have mask on. The one I did, saw, they didn't have mask on. They looked like girls. No, that wasn't and, the one I'm talking uh, but about. They were though. wearing black. No, that's not the same. That's police. not the same one, though. That's not the same one. This is a okay, local well, business, not a police station. So that's a well, different they, they were they were tagging BLM on the side of it. And two black ladies came walking up on them, and they're like, "Look at these! Look, you you're not black. What you doing?" And they're filming it. And the girls like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." And they're like, "We'll go." And they're picking up their cans and putting it back in their bag as they're shuffling away. Uh-huh. So that that's so yeah. I've seen video like that. I've also seen where there's one young black kid. He, he looked to be eighteen, nineteen. He's like, oh, I'm walking by a federal building right now. Look at this big pallet of bricks. How did it get here? I yep. see your tricks. I know what's yep. happening here. But see, they keep taking those videos down. So it is forced balkanization through academia, the media. You and I are not going to quibble about that. Uh, and it has been forced, and I, it looks like we're running out of time. And this has been a great show tonight. And, folks, um, Honestly, this will be the last time I cover a show on current events because they really I I don't like get into a lot of current events because there's stuff never, I know. Never say I never. Can't you never know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I just hate doing it. I like the fun shows more. Um, but and I and honestly, I don't think my little voice gets out far enough to let people know. But hopefully, you guys can see that uh, this is not 
Look, my black neighbors, which I do have, I get along fine with them. Have my son went and went to school with them, grew up with them. I live in a nice small town. Everybody knows each other. And it's a town of about 14,000 people. And we drove by. There was a BLM little thing at our veterans little statue. I drove by there today and every face. We know who lives in our town. And there was like maybe 20 of them. And not one face was from our town. So, you know, that's some of the fuckery you're seeing. And uh, sadly, you know, they, they were there. You're on Black Lives Matter. Everybody else is just driving, ignoring them, you know, and, and they did it to another smaller town down the road, about 10 miles down the road on last Friday. So it, they're going to keep trying to stir this pot. Just ignore them, because honestly, they're, they're not even from your area. And if they're not from your area, our police department, I don't think, has ever shot a black person. They've shot a few white folks, though. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's just a much ado about nothing. And when you look at the stats statistically on how many whites and blacks are killed, you know, wrongly, just because of the nature of population, there's more whites that are killed. And disproportionately, there's more blacks that are arrested. So if that were to be a static, a, a real thing that we have a problem with, that number would be completely inverted. And it's not. As a matter of fact, disproportionately, it's white folks that get killed or, you know, non-black people. So uh, non-black or brown, let me rephrase that to be very clear. I'm sure there's Asians that have been put into the white category also, and maybe some mulattoes. So who knows in actuality, but under DOJ statistics, that's the reality. And, uh, I just don't think we have the race problem. People do. And I understand I'm not a black man. I don't have your perspective, but the black men and women that I do know agree with me, but see that's anecdotal. That doesn't prove a thing, but it kind of does for me. And so just stop the nonsense, realize it's nonsense, and don't buy into it. And I guess that's the theme of my show today. And it looks like we're about out of time. How many more seconds do I got? And I'll close it out, brother man. You got about a minute left. I got a minute left. So now you know where my headspace is at. And you guys can all uh, twerk my little timing belt. So that every round goes down range and gets to the point of the matter as it should. And thank you for sitting on my big orange couch for this past hour, drinking your coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. And I will slowly raise that drawbridge as you guys meander on out of Kaiser's Castle. And thank you for listening to Castle Talk Radio. With that being said... Give it a couple seconds, let some time. Uh.